You may have thought that the casting pod was dead, or that I'd given up or died myself, but if you thought those things, you're fucking wrong. Because this is the casting pod episode 9. I'm uh, who I am, and uh, joining me today is David DJ Roy, comedian, friend of mine, and a guy who used to be involved in the porn industry. And we're going to talk about porn. So strap up. Hi, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Casting Pod. Uh, I'm Colin, of course, and uh, joining me on the Casting Pod today is David DJ Roy. David's a comedian whom I've known for a couple of years and who's been nice enough even to hire me twice, I think it is, for a show he produces called That Filthy Show. Uh, Both those times I enjoyed myself, I got drunk, and I got paid. Um, But aside from being a pleasant, easy-to-work-with, and hardworking comedian himself, I recently learned something fascinating about David, and that, of course, is the reason I've asked him to join me on the casting pod, Porn Edition. And uh, that fascinating, titillating fact that I found out about David David is, in fact, that he was involved in uh, in amateur porn. Is that correct, David? How are you? Well, semi-amateur pro. Yeah, amateur pro? Pro-amateur? Pro-am porn. Sorry, I just level-checked you there. That'll probably okay. come up, but who cares? Um, but anyways, uh, how are you, man? Not bad. Pretty good. Yeah? Just, things going all right? Things are going good. I mean, uh, A wistful sigh? <laughs> yeah. Uh, that about things are going up, good. Man. Uh this is kind of the shitty part of summer. Like it's yeah. just, I've it's in between. I can't even. I don't think I can afford to go on vacation this year. So I'm just like working, trying to keep busy. But anyways, let's get back to the topic here. Let's talk All about right. porn. Uh, so true or false? You were involved in the adult film industry. True. True. Okay. Describe briefly your the the capacity of your involvement in the porno industry. industry. Okay. For eight years. Um, I was in ad- every aspect of the adult film industry. I started off as male talent. Um, that is a nice way to put it. You've, you've started off fucking women on camera. Well, let's just say um, it's not as glamorous as people think. No. It's a job. It's a hard-on job. That's all I can say. <laughs> yeah. So so you were... You were brought in, like you came into the industry, like how does that work? Like, cause that seems like an enviable position or at least like superficially, it seems like an enviable position. Like as in there's probably hundreds of single, of course, men out there, uh, wishing that they could be a porn man, a porn, <laughs> porn man. Porn male porn talent. Man. Yeah. Um, well, okay. I got in it through comedy. Through and comedy? Yeah. I was, really? I was doing a show. The kind of ladies that I've met through comedy. Uh, not, not so much. Yeah, I know. Okay, so basically, I was doing a show how Ron Jeremy's my hero. Because mm-hmm. I mean, let's face it: if he can do it, I have hope. Yeah. And some guy comes up to the sh- af- to me after the show, gives me a card. Yeah. And we all had a joke about it. And we joked, and then the next day I said, "Hey, dude, thanks for the joke. It was funny." He's like, "No, seriously, check out these sites. I'm on there. I check out the sites. Oh my god, this dude's on there." Yeah. And so you know, I call him back. I'm like, "What's up?" And he's like, "Okay, so all I get all I get to do." Is get your STD like your paperwork done? Your yeah. Sex, you know, transmitted disease. Yeah. And what what year would this be? Sorry, like r- Maybe roughly around uh, two thousand five. I was gonna say ninety five. Uh, no, I was gonna say ninety five. <laughs> yeah. The no, porn um, has has kept your age remarkably. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, so two thousand five. That's the year. Oddly enough, that I came out to Vancouver. Oh really? Yeah, it was man. It's like, I came out a year before. Yeah, man. Holy shit! That's like fuck. That's almost like ten years ago. Anyways, yeah. enough enough of my nostalgia. So <laughs> you you met a guy who just happened to be at a comedy show. You were performing. Yep. And he gave you a card and said, "Come put your put yourself to use." Yeah, put myself. And to that use. was it. Well, that he's like, the hardest part they have with a lot of the guys is for them to be likable on camera. Yeah. What right? do you mean likable? Likeable, like uh, you know like these not setup like, tests. Not the reality of what it actually is to savagely fuck a woman. Just like do that, but appear likable somehow. And yeah. Oh, okay. Like, well, okay. It's kinda... is that in the pecs though? Like, how do you be like? Because it's usually it's just like the guy's hips and he's banging her, and you just see the woman's face, right? Well, yeah. So how do the... you make that likable? Like you temper first... your thrusts politely or something? Or well, no. It's... <laughs> see, the thing is, is you know the first ten minutes we all fast forward through. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Some guys watch that. <laughs> yeah. Which guy? That I don't know. That's got to be There's the some sad guys... guy watching through that shit. Listen to the dialogue. Like, yeah, but they want guys, like, when they do the interviews and stuff and all that, that are um, likable and can read the lines and keep the conversation going, right? Yeah. And then after that, once the girl's naked, to get the guy to shut up. 
Yeah. Um, so he's like, yeah, you're likable. You're, you're good looking. You can. Yeah. So basically I went and got my test done. I give him a call. He's like, where are you now? Um, and he's like, go shave and shower. So yeah. I went and shaved and showered. When they, they say shave, up. like how, what, what's the, what's the genital expectation for showing up on a porno shit? Cause I've got like a thicket downstairs there, but like what, how much are you expected to shave off? Um, trim, make trim? it look not clean. disgusting. Yeah. Like make it look yeah. so the girl's looking at you like, are you serious? Yeah, that's true. Cause I mean, hair does trap. It traps, I believe a polite word for it is it traps auras. Doesn't yes. it? Yes. Yeah. And let's be nice to our female co-stars. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So, anyways, you 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 uh, you do a gig, and yeah. Buddy comes up to you afterwards. He gives you uh, gives you a card. You follow him up on it. Like you had to kind of like be interested in following that up if you called him back, right? Were you like secretly hoping he wasn't just a joke or whatever? Or kind what? of. Yeah. 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 I always made a joke with my friends, like, "Yeah, I'm doing comedy. To go, you know, I'm dyslexic, so I'm going to do comedy so I can get into porn." Yeah. And oddly enough, comedy got me into porn. Oh, wow. <laughs> it was a joke Usually at first. Usually comedy leads to watching porn alone by yourself yeah. in a varied state of disappointment and shame. And using your salty tears as lube. The yes. salty tears. Um, but so it was kind of like as a joke. But then when, I, when he was serious, my first thought was, oh, my God, this could be fun. And then my second thought was, oh, my God, I can learn everything about digital broadcasting. Oh, okay. Now, in this at 2005, how digital was everything? Because that's actually one thing I thought of. Because if it was longer ago, things weren't fully digital yet. They yeah. were still using like tape boards and stuff. So when yeah. you started out, what were they using? Um, that was all digital, probably, right? It was, yeah. Well, that's the thing. It was just um, being coming more and more digital every day. Oh, like okay. we were using the Canon three chip camera, yeah, um, the GL2. Yeah, uh, we were using avid uh, editing software. Um, things were becoming more web based, yeah. so it was it was like it was like kind of rapidly getting more web based and something that that a person could just do kind of with limited support or, or yes. equipment, right? Huh. Oh yeah, like I I I have a PhD in guerrilla filming now. Yeah, like I have. Yeah, no much knowledge. How many about. how many scenes do you, would you say that you acted in? I'd say over acting. Acted. You call me I'm, an actor? I'm, I'm, oh my I'm god! Keeping it classy Thank here, you. man. Thank you. I've been educated now. You know. Um, I've been in over 250 scenes. 250 scenes. Yes. And 250 uh, scenes. I don't even care if that's an exaggeration. Like a quarter of that is impressive. Like I figure somewhere around 25, 30, your soul nope. would probably be compartmentalized, and you'd be storing like love in a little pocket somewhere at the bottom of there, <laughs> and then the rest of it, that energy, would just be this dark sexual beast that does what needs to be done to pay the rent. Um, well, okay. First that's off, my rent I, ain't getting paid. <laughs> my rent ain't getting paid through porn. Yeah. Um, see, in Vancouver, we had a series that happened. We shot almost every week. Yeah. And that was a uh, cough. Come on her face.com. And that's uh, oh, the cocky gang. That's, that's brilliant. Bukaki gang bang site. So, and um, uh, by the way, if, if anybody listening to this doesn't know what that means, just listen to it again and Google search it on your own times because I'm not going to describe what that means. And I think that anybody who says they don't what it, know what it means in person is probably a liar and they probably do know what it means. I think people know more about porn than they let on. Like the guy who's like, oh, I don't watch that hardcore stuff, man. I just like the, you know, one girl, the one man or maybe a little bit of lesbian action. You know, I just I just watch that because I think that's true because everything else is on there. And you would it's almost like easier to find all that filthy stuff than it is like just a straightforward scene. I don't oh, even yeah. think the straightforward scenes are even being shot anymore. There's always some kind of dark element, but anyways, 250 scenes that that's impressive, man. Oh yeah. I mean, but, uh, again, what time span would that, that would be over eight years. Eight years. Oh, wow. Uh, again, I did most of my work in the f first three years. Yeah. And then slowly got behind the camera. And then you weren't so pretty anymore. Were you? I was, I'm charged and up. jaded and bitter. And you <laughs> used, yep. You came in all fresh faced, doe eyed, I, and then boom, Three years later, he's... I, I did the gauntlet. I was abused. Yeah. Was like, <laughs> yeah. Well, I won't go into specifics there and ask you about what the stuff that you did or whatever, but 250 scenes is impressive. And, uh, you know, that's a pretty good career from what I understand. Yeah. I was watching something online and, like, a lot of girls are in it for, like, three months now. That's the turnover. Um. Yeah. Saying. Well, it, if, it can be. Like, again, yeah. three. Uh, it's how you come into the industry that depends... Yeah. If you're going to make it or not. Yeah. Um, as in, why are you here? Are you here because you love sex and you love 
to just, yeah. or are or you, you trying to get quick money? Quick money. If you need money like ASAP today and you're thinking, yeah. fuck, I'll do porn, you're in it for the wrong reasons because you're going to, those are the people that. You're vulnerable and you're, you're kind of, you're throwing that out there, I think. Yeah. And then you're going to attract sharks. Yeah. But besides that, the people that want money, like they had landlord at the front door and drug dealer at the back door oh, pounding shit. looking for money. Yeah. Those are the people that will A, show up to set and do as little as they can get paid as the most they can. Yeah. They're going to get paid for as little as they can and they were going to try to disrupt the scene. They will try to sabotage their co-star or male performer yeah. just so they're like, well, he didn't get hard. I still get paid. Fuck you. I'm out of here. And then they will hmm. cause a lot of trouble just because they want to get paid. As a producer point of view, not even worth bringing them to set. Just pay them once, get them out of your sight, out of your face, never see them again. Because hmm. they're they're useless people and they will just destroy themselves. Yeah. And then there's people that come in who uh, who want to make a living out of this. Yeah, and I mean that's more of a comment on their their professionalism than it is their character, right? Yeah. So, because yeah, that, that kind of makes sense. Like, I mean, on the one hand, they're desperate people in bad situations, but on the other hand, you know, if you're already in a desperate bad situation, maybe going and sucking dick for money on films probably not the best answer to your short or long term problems. Yeah. Huh. Fascinating. Yeah. I've learned something, everybody, on the casting pod. Nine episodes in, and I fucking learned something today, David. <laughs> Thank I'll you. Learn a few more things today. All right. Fuck. That's good. Okay. Moving on. I asked you how many scenes, but I wrote I wrote because I'm a I'm a bit of a scumbag. I wrote how many ladies, but I tempered that. I was like, no, nah, that's a rude question. How many scenes? Because well, who knows what you were? Maybe in like one scene you were just like moving something in the background, right? Who knows what you were doing? Yeah. Well, I mean, I've worked with the same girls over and over. A few oh, times, okay. right? Yeah. Like um, when I'm in Toronto, there there was a trio or two girls I'd work with all the time, and that was Monica Maples and Katrina B. Huh. Right. And I mean, because. In Toronto back there, there wasn't a lot of male stars that could do what they do. Yeah, and um, a lot since the girls are the guy, the girls are the ones that pick the guys they work with. Yeah, so the girls are like, "Well, DJ's in from Vancouver. He knows what to do. He's good at like not blocking the camera and yeah. that kind of stuff." And the stuff male porn stars, besides getting your dick hard, you also have yeah. to know angles of camera. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not gonna lie, to you, David. I've watched maybe one or two scenes. Uh, over the course of my adult uh, life, I've seen a few. <laughs> Add a couple zeros I've behind that. Searched the porno <laughs> realm, yeah, man. But like, uh, yeah, th- there is some technique to it too, because it's got to be on film. I mean, like, it, like just trying to film my band, for example, just trying to film us in the rehearsal room, trying to make it so that you can see everybody. Like, there's there's some technique to film work and stuff like that. But uh, another question for you is: Is there any like interesting stories? These don't have to be filthy stories. You don't have to be specific or name names. But do any stories come to mind over your illustrious eight-year career in the porno industry? Oh yes. So I've had some interesting days. Yeah. I've had some very, very interesting days. Remember, you were talking about moving something in the background. So being an extra on porn. One time, I was an extra on porn. Yeah. Right. It was a party scene. Yeah. So um, this couple agreed to work. What was this party? Was it like a couple's party? or was uh, this I think like... it was called Shocking Party. So it was supposed yeah. to be after a club scene. Because these parties that you see in porno, like everybody's all elegant usually. And there's, you know, nice dining attire. and But then, oh, you know, no, this is like a it's co- just, just some kind of party. This yeah. is a college frat party kind of thing, uh, right? frat party. Right. So um, this couple agreed to work together. Yeah. To do the shoot. But then they broke up. Yeah. But they still agreed to do the shoot. Yeah. So. The hate fuck. Bingo. It oh, was Jesus. it was the bipolar porn yeah. scene I've ever seen. So here I'm a background actor. We're supposedly drinking beer, but it's like bottles of water yeah. in beer bottles. Oh, that's fucking cheap, isn't it? Because we're not allowed to have alcohol in sight. Oh, okay. Right? Is that on like set? a film sort of rule? That's a film thing. Like yeah. you cannot shoot anyone drinking yeah. or having sex intoxicated because oh, okay. you can't consent. Well, I don't know. I mean, some of the things that, again, I've seen a scene or two and I may have seen uh, that you know the, the, these disgusting videos from like the Czech Republic, like drunk okay, that girl could gets be it. yeah. I mean, that, who knows? They don't look, they don't look like they're. <laughs> I don't know how that works, but anyways, I, okay. I digress. So basically, it's a shocking party, college party scene. Yeah, the couple agreed to do the shoot, but then broke up, and so it was a bipolar porn scene where the cameras on, they're all like lovey dovey, lovey dovey. And then it's cut. You ever touch me again? I'll fucking cut you. I will cut you. And so they're like, it was awkward. Wow. It was because then all of a sudden it's like, all right, and rolling. Oh, lovey, dovey, lovey, dovey. And I'm sitting there in my head going, 
this is just messed up, man. This yeah. is just messed up. That's that's no good. Have you like you you mentioned like people showing up like maybe they're desperate people or I mean there must have been some basket cases on the set here and there. Oh yeah, we've like, had like people where I'm seriously thinking going, okay, psycho, yeah, psycho. or like like I you know somebody in a desperate situation. It's kind of like everybody's being paid to do what they're doing. But like, is there is there a morality like in your experience? Was there a morality in the business or if everybody's numbers checked out and their tests checked out, was it just like? this person may be in a bit of desperation, but we're just going to do it anyways because everybody's paid what they're, they're um, here to do. Or, you know. Oddly enough, there is a very moral um, compass in the adult film industry. I mean, I guess that would suppose who you'd be working with, right? Yes, it's more the uh, crew. Like me, personally, like when I was uh, interviewing girls and test, like not testing them out as in the couch, calf, casting couch, <laughs> but more like, because I'd meet them in public places. Because mm-hmm. a couple of times, you know, a, you don't know, you don't want to know have strangers know where the production's going because then they're just going to show up randomly thinking, hey, we're drunk and we're going to watch a porn being made. So I say, yeah. let's meet at a coffee shop. Yeah, let's talk. And then if I thought they were young or maybe were delusional, what's going to happen? I try to explain everything that's going to happen and tell them, you know what? Maybe wait. Yeah. Call me in two weeks, three weeks, a month. Yeah. And see if you still want to do it. Yeah. Because well, remember, that's... once it's on on the net it's there for life for show yeah just like these podcasts everybody yeah. this shit's gonna follow me for the rest of my life talking about porn inviting people over to my house and getting drunk yeah. in the digital recorded era but uh, no that that seems like a very uh, very uh, sensible and uh, responsible approach and uh, i choose to believe you but right. i mean like others will not i will <laughs> say though like there does seem to be a moral digression, at least in what's put on film these days. Yes. I mean, that's all over the internet. I don't need to go in depth with it, but like, there seems to be an emphasis on not only the physical degradation of the chicks. Um, and again, I won't go into specifics, but I will leave a pause on the podcast for everybody who's listening to just fill in the specifics with their mind when I talk about the degradation of women on the internet. I'll pause right now, and you can just think about what you've seen. I'll just let that sink in. All right, there you go. Anyways, that that seems to be the trend, but not only the physical degradation, but there's also ones like where they they like appear at least on camera to cheat them out of their money. And whether that's going on or not, just, that just seems to be like the ultimate degradation. It's like um, it's kind of terrible. Like, did you experience that in your involvement in the porn industry? Yeah. Oh yeah. Like I've I've experienced guys where I'm sitting there, like producers, where I'm like, I'm not going to work for you because you seriously got issues with women. Yeah, <laughs> you know, that, like, that would be the prevailing undertone sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, like, you seriously. But then again, I look at it going, because I, I thought about it too, right? Yeah. And there's, um, I've done a couple of hardcore scenes that we faked it. Like, uh, the girl's supposed to be crying with mascara. Basically, we put non-waterproof mascara on her. Yeah. And then teardrops. Yeah. Right? When, uh, you know, when we kind of fade the camera away, kind of look sure. at the guy, some teardrop. And so she, it looks worse than it is. But then again, um, I've seen some stuff and people have come up to me afterwards. Like some of my friends are like, what's with the hooking and, and like pulling the eyelids down and stuff like that. And I'm like, I don't know. It's not a turn on to me either. Yeah. And we all like, is it guys trying to be extreme? Like Max Hardcore was a guy yeah. who was extreme and everyone's like, I want to be like Max. I want to be like Max. And I'm like, a lot of guys at home watching it are like, all right, I'm really turned off now. I'm, yeah, it's, I gotta... it's just like it goes to a point where you're like, this is going to be a porno. And then it turns into a point where like this is like some kind of like Maskist. staged like sex snuff kind of shit. Anyways, yeah. but we're, we're going to take a break on that very pleasant note, everybody. And uh, we're going to try and make things a little more positive, I think, when we come back. But uh, just to sum it up, it sounds like you've had a sensible uh, and I, I hope it was like a good. Do you do you take a good vibe going away from your porn career? Oh, yeah. I still get Christmas cards. Like personally, you, you, you're I proud personally of that, get, that time? Um, my uh, women that I've worked with have sought out my mom and thanked her for raising me oh, with wow. such respect. Because when they when I worked with them. I wish I could say the same, David. <laughs> yeah. When I worked with them, um, I made sure they were OK and their safety was number one. Hmm. Because uh, I believe I'm a strong believer in harm reduction. Yeah, and we'll get into that later. Yeah. So, um, has it had like in your personal life when people find out that you were involved in that industry? Has it had a negative effect? Like particularly, I would imagine with uh, women. Like, what's the 
response there, or do you think it's just all right to not tell them about it? I get the three O's. Yeah. It's like, oh, oh, oh. oh." Yeah. (laughs) You know, so people might have issues with it. Some people have this fantasy. Some other people are like, okay, I'm curious. Yeah. Okay, cool. But, like, there's never been a situation where maybe, like, you... And this is a personal question. So, uh, you know, this is a long segment for anybody listening. But uh, the last couple of podcasts have been short. So, and I'm interested here. And nobody fucking is telling me how to room around podcasts. So, uh, I'm going to ask another question. Is, like, has there ever been a situation where you've dated a girl, per se, and she's found out about that? And you think that that's, like, had her be like, well, thanks, but no thanks? Like, she thinks that there's some baggage associated with that? Or or if she had to tell her folks, they'd be like, oh, you stay away from that porn boy. Um, I'm pretty open and honest about it. Because if yeah. you come to my comedy sets, yeah. I pretty much talk about it. And I, I let people know really early on in the relationship, just so that they're not, like, I'm not hiding it from people. Yeah, that's a smart thing. Because then again, as you said, like, she finds out and goes, yeah. oh, why did you hide this from me? And yeah. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, listen, this is what you're getting into from the get-go. Cool. Shit might get weird. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> I, I have the same approach like prior to being with uh, old Nikki. Uh, I've been with Nikki. For, she's in the bedroom. She has to hide in there when I record these podcasts because I'm afraid she'll fart on the fucking air. But anyways, uh, uh, I, I had a failed marriage when I was young, and it haunted me for years in relationships. And then I started eventually like telling people about it right away because they would find out like via Facebook or whatever about it. And uh, yeah, it was kind of a weird thing, this marriage that I was in. But then once I just started telling people like kind of closer into or sooner into the relationship, it kind of lost its potency. But anyways, that concludes the emotional, sensible, moral uh, portion of this podcast. And when we come back, I'm going to take it right off the fucking rails uh, with some concepts that I've developed for porn. I'm going to pretend that David is a a producer and I'm going to be pitching in some porn contests when we come back on the casting pod with David. Thanks for coming in again, David. We'll be right back. Thank you. Let's face it, filming yourself having sex is creepy to begin with. So why not use that creepy footage to shame, humiliate, or even financially extort someone you previously claimed to love or care about? Revenge porn. From the people who brought you murder, hate, violence, and evil itself. Revenge porn. Hide behind the anonymity of the internet and show the world what a truly worthless piece of shit you are. Revenge Revenge porn. porn. That's not good. Okay, welcome back to the casting pod with uh, myself and uh, David DJ Roy, former adult film starlet. So starlet. Is, that, is that a female term? Uh, star. I'm, thinking, star. Um, I'm male talent. Star is nothing. Nobody Google's me. Nobody yeah. knows I exist. Well, I'm nobody just the Googles background. you until after the the twelve people that listen to this podcast. So like, I'm gonna I'll have twelve more fucker. Googles. Was your name David DJ Roy in the porns? I just basically DJ. Yeah. Okay. Because cool. the male talent again, nobody really cares. No, about. no, no. Uh, welcome back again. Thank you for listening to this. If you are listening to this, but uh, the the first half of this podcast, I feel, has been pretty level. It's been pretty pretty. You know, we've all been kind of going back and forth here, kind of checking our responsible, you know, attitudes towards porn and the sanctity of of treating women with respect. But now. I'm going to pitch you some porn concepts. I have one actually giant concept. This is like a feature-length film that I've devised in my free time. Uh, and I'm going to pitch it to you. And as a as a porn former porn person, yep. uh, maybe stop me at any time or, like, or tell me if this is feasible or if this is something that somebody would watch. But I'm just going to pitch you the whole thing. Go for and, it. And uh, you can give me your notes on it. Okay? So this, this porno that I've come up with is called Naked Encounters of the Sex Kind. <laughs> pretty good huh it's pretty fucking good okay it, it stars there's two it's starring two guys i'm turning it around this isn't this one's not all about the ladies this is okay. because okay. i i think that porn is a lot a lot of the reason why people get confused about the morality of porn is because they forget that it's it's supposed to be based in fantasy right yeah it's not supposed to be an accurate depiction of of sex otherwise it'd be boring you know it'd be like yeah. the each film would be 12 minutes yeah and then it'd be like ice cream and gray's anatomy you know, on the couch after. So fuck that. Uh, this is my porn vision and, uh, I'm going to get started. Yeah. So it's called naked encounters of the sex kind. And it stars one guy named Jackie boy and another guy named the ogre. Okay. And they're just friends. Those are just throwaway names. They have nothing to do with reality. Anyways, they're, they're working out at this logging camp and it's the weekend shift and the other guys have gone home 
and they're sticking around because maybe their lives haven't been. This is the subtext, okay? Okay. Um, maybe their lives haven't been going the way they wanted to, and they don't got anybody special at home, and they're just going to stick around the logging camp and get kind of hammered, okay? So uh, they they decide on Saturday to make a couple extra bucks. They go out and fell some trees, and they they feed them through the wood chipper. There's a big wood chipper there, but then what happens is they've cut down these three giant trees. And they've chipped them, but inside the trees were the spirits, these spirits of these three fairy women, right? And these fairies have been trapped in there since a prehistoric time. And when they chip the trees, the spirits are released, and these fairies come, and they basically fuck the dudes, right? They just fuck the shit out of these dudes, but they're kind of mischievous, so they, like, steal from them. And then they take off in their truck, these two guys, Jackie Boy and the Ogre, they take off in the truck. So that that's kind of hard to conceptualize, I suppose, with... A limited budget, but that's the first like third of the film. Okay. Okay. How long have you been in the sun today? No. How long have you been in the sun? This is just this is just what I do, man. I, okay. I, I mean, it's cute. It, it has a cute concept. It's funny. Um, the only thing is, is say if you wanted to have an ongoing series. No, no. This is a one-time feature film. Just a Maybe one-time a feature film. But we got to get there, David. This is this is one-time feature feature film. Okay. Um, I, it's doable. Uh, now the thing is, is um. The three, the three fairy women yeah. have to be like three different body types and three yeah, different hair sure. colors and three different, sure. just so that, because every man kind of has a type or oh, okay. something yeah, they commit so like to. Maybe one of them's, uh, maybe one of them's Asian. Maybe one of them's just like, you know, your classic blonde or whatever. And then the yeah. other one's like some kind a of red, like, yeah. silty, you know. Oh, fucking hated. This is yeah. fucking, this is Cause, swimmingly. Because what it is, is, um, you, you know, you kind of, okay, first off. You kind of relate to the two guys. As a guy, you you got to relate yeah, man, to the two losers guys. Losers out there working in the forest, nobody loves them. Yeah, and they kill but, the trees. That's horrible. But you kind of be you got to want to be them. Yeah. Right, and then you kind of see the scene where they're with the girl that you want to be with. Yeah. But so, anyways, we're gonna move on with the plot here, though. Okay. I hear what you're saying. That's clever marketing stuff. I agree. Uh, anyway, so they they have these women have their way with them. That's the kind of thing. Like these fairies are in control. Yeah, they, you know they're thousands of years old. They've been locked inside this the the fucking the the woody chamber of these. So trees. they're sex starved. Yeah. So anyways, but part of it too is they're mischievous. So they they sleep with these guys and then they rob them and they take off in the pickup truck, stranding these two guys in the forest. Right. And these guys are all sexed out. They're like, oh man, it's great to be us. And they wake up and they find that you know these these fairy chicks. You know, they're not sure if they were hammered, if it was real. And then they wake up and boom, the truck's gone. They're like, fuck, we just got robbed by like some crazy forest chicks. So they take off into the night to find these fairy chicks, right? Then what happens, and you got to really follow me here, is a spaceship crash lands near near their, their pathway, okay? And Jackie Boy gets taken prisoner by all these, these aliens, which are like kind of like short hot alien chicks and he gets kidnapped and the ogre kind of just cowers and hides and runs away and his friend gets taken up into the spaceship that's the next part of this film okay um besides how long have you been in the sun today how many beers have you had <laughs> i've had one beer and two sips <laughs> okay um see what you're talking about now is femdom remember we were talking about humiliation of women earlier sure now it's humiliation of men yeah see we're and flipping that's it all the market, way around that yeah that market but that, i'm gonna redeem that okay now <laughs> You see, this is this actually. If you take out the sex, this could actually be a legitimate movie. Exactly. Of course it could. All I need is like two hundred grand and and uh, and probably a lot of stupid people to help me. Okay. So then what happens? So we could do that. So Jackie Boy's been taken up into the spaceship. The ogre's down the ground. So the ogre he's he hikes back to into town. He's gone. But then it goes up into the spaceship. And then, you know, buddies, Jackie boy, he's strapped down. They're probing him, doing all these horrible tests, blah, blah, blah. That's a short scene. So then the other guy, the ogre, he gets back into town, goes to the sheriff's office, right? And he's he goes in and tells them, you know, these three fairies robbed us, took our truck. And then my buddy got fucking snatched up in a spaceship. And so the sheriff's like, yeah, right, you're fucking hammered. You're going into the holding cell, right? And he goes into the holding cell. And, uh, yeah, he's just sat there. But then we go... Back up to the spaceship, David. And up in the spaceship, Jackie Boy's been, like, tormented by these women. And then the only way for him to get get off the spaceship is to fuck his way out. Right? <laughs> so then that happens. This can do, this is doable. Yeah, this, this is, is doable. doable. Okay. A little twisted, but doable. So he's fucking his way out. He's like, You're, I'm going back to Earth if I have to fuck everybody on your fucking planet. Right? So anyways, back to the guy in the jail cell. The 
conveniently, I'm making some of this up as I go along here too. The conveniently uh, hot jailer chick hears his story, believes that he's sober, and then they they screw, and then he's free. He like does one on her, locks her in the jail cell, and so pieces out on her, right? Yeah. So then he gets in a squad car, and you know he starts racing back into the forest. Then the original guy, the sheriff, he tracks down these fairies, and he's like, oh, my God, that drunk fucking moron was, was telling the truth. And then these fairies, they fuck him, screw him over, steal a squad car, chain him to a tree, leave him out in the forest, right? And then the ogre guy gets back to the lumber camp, and I hope that anybody is still following this convoluted <laughs> bullshit by now. But anyway, he gets back to the forest, and as he's coming back in, the guy up in the spaceship, he's fucking his way out of it. The spaceship, he's fucked them all to death or whatever. And then, <laughs> then the fucking spaceship... Death by fucking! The, the spaceship death. crashes. And the, the other guy, the ogre, he sees that. And then they meet up in the woods. And Buddy's like, you know, you fucking left me for dead with all these aliens. And then the other guy's like, yeah, well, you know, it wasn't easy for me down here fucking. And, and then they're kind of like, you know, they're like, that's kind of the story over for them. But then as like a cinematic outro... We see the fairies who've really been the winners in all this. You know, they're just kind of, they're free now. And that, you know, that kind of opens the door for all sorts of things. All right. So that's the whole story. Again, if you take the sex out, this is a movie of the month. Movie of the week. This is a TBS. (laughs) Yeah, TBS movie. Canceled mini special. (laughs) Yes. But it's doable. It's a little far-fetched. And I don't know, we might lose people after the first sex scene. (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, the reality is everybody just watches it scene by scene. But I think it could be a masterpiece. It could. Yeah. See, I was thinking like we go more artsy with porn. Yeah. Like Deep Throat, the musical. The, the musical? Yeah. How would that like the first number? I'm Linda like, Lovelace and. You knew that was coming. Yeah, I knew. You knew that was coming. Jesus. Well, again, if anybody has actually listened to that whole segment, I thank you for hanging in there. But do you ever have any other any other concept ideas for porn? Um. Some weird ones. Like one I was actually very came close to doing was uh, a porn soap opera. A porn soap opera. Yeah. Uh, basically what it was is um, a little while ago we had a couple of webcam girls. So we're going to get the webcam girls to build up their following. Yeah. And then the webcam girls start doing events together like picnics. Um, and, you know, like they start communicating and, and sharing um, followings. Oh, okay. And then all of a sudden start some drama. Oh, okay. Like one hates the other one, and it's then like all some... of a sudden we do a pay-per-view pillow fight. Pay-per-view <laughs> pillow fight. Jesus Christ. And then we do like, you know. And this is all online? Yeah, and basically oh, it was shit. like you come for the titties and stay for the drama. And the pillow fight. And the pillow fights. Yeah. But like, you know. Maybe like, like one chick, so she's a little hard up, and she's like, I'm going to win this shit. She puts a couple of bricks in her pillow or whatever. Okay, well, we're not, yeah, but yeah, well, okay. you got to in it to win it here. It's <laughs> 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 a fucking win it. These, they're, just, they're just competitors in a competitive world, right? So. Yeah, I know, but it was just like. Because a lot of guys would stay just for the drama. Yeah. Like, I mean, you come for the, oh my God, she's hot. But then all of a sudden they're talking smack about each other. And then the guys are getting into like, oh my God, this is so good. Because it's, yeah. people love drama. Yeah. I guess so. I mean, I just think it needs more aliens, uh, uh, prehistoric fairy women, dude. and uh, jail scenes. Jailhouse that, fucking. That's, that's all jailhouse fucking. It ain't a fucking movie till someone gets banged in a jailhouse, as far all as right, I'm concerned. I'll give, you, I'll give you that. So we have some creative differences uh, that we can work out during the break. Uh, we are going to take a break. Thank you for your input on my dreams. Um, but just like comedy, you know what? I, I don't give a fuck what anybody thinks. I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want to do. And nobody, despite their experience, accumulated knowledge, or financial means is going to tell me differently. We'll be right back on the casting. Eight hours a day. 40 hours a week. Working for some jack-off you'd rather kick in the throat and leave for dead by the side of the road. After your eight hours when it's time to come home and wash the day away, why not wash it down with a nice cold shower brow? Shower brow is the only beer specifically crafted to be enjoyed in the shower. It's also the only beer that doubles as a three-in-one body wash, shampoo, and conditioner. Take a nice cold sip in a nice hot shower. Maybe let a little bit dribble down through your beard and into your chest hair. Shower brow is gentle on skin and hair and will leave you smelling clean, crisp, and kind of like a beer. Carefully selected German hops and natural ingredients will help you compartmentalize your failures and dilute life's painful sting. Shower brow. Time to wash the day away. 
available wherever fine beers are sold. Shower brow. Can I have my money now? Don't look me in the eye, boy. We are back on the casting pod in what has been, for me at least, one of the more enjoyable casting pods so far. How are you hanging in there, David? Pretty good. I'm having fun. Pretty good. Pretty good. All right. Well, now we've 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 gone. We've talked seriously and mor- morally, and we've talked ab- about the creative end, and we've shared some tales. But now we got to talk about the business end. Uh, before the, we oh, get into oh, that, okay. before we get into that, uh, on the break, I made a couple of calls. Uh, so far, we have a couple of casting for your movie. We might have a backer, and a backer. I think we got a location. All right. So all Just I during need to the do break. is tell the good news to Nikki that I'm, <laughs> you know, shutting down the the business and getting into something that's finally gonna, you know, give me the creative and uh, financial flexibility. Okay, wait, wait. <laughs> creative freedom, yes. Financial freedom. Oh. Maybe not. <laughs> hey, that's a good segue into what I was just going to ask you about. The business end of the business. Uh, All right. I mean, it's supposed to be a business, although at times it just seems like a, a quick cash grab or a way of, of taking advantage of people. But anyways, was there any money in porn for you at um, any capacity, at any level? Not really. I mean... Was it, was it less financially beneficial than working as like a fucking construction helper no, or... No, it's the same. Same kind of stuff? Same kind of stuff. I mean... The fantasy of rich house, like the big houses that we shoot in are rented. Yeah. Um, the fast cars on lease. Yeah. It's people it's, it's an illusion. show off money yeah. than have money. Um, a lot of the webmasters and some of the um, bigger companies were made it rich. But yeah. a lot of times it's guys coming in pretending to be the part. And not really concentrating on what they're doing and what they're shooting. Oh, okay. So they come in with a whole bunch of money that they probably borrowed or sold their car for. Going, I'm going to be rich and make a porn. And then, like the saying goes, a fool and their money are soon departed. Yeah. (laughs) Well, so there wasn't a lot of money in it. Uh, Second question here. uh, Would you ever consider putting the old glove back on, picking up the pizza box and ringing that doorbell again? Would Would you ever get back into that? Yeah, but it's hard to compete with free. Yeah. So, I mean, I would do it, and I'd even do it just for fun of it to make a good series. But um, to make a business out of it, because I've been approached to shoot again. Yeah. And I'm always, like, asking them, okay, so how are we going to recoup the money? Yeah. And they don't think that far ahead. They're like, I got money. I want to bang some bitches. Okay, first off, do not call my co-stars or talent bitches because I I will cut you. It's also kind of convoluted. Like, to me, it's like... If you're just going to make a movie for the purpose of putting yourself in it to have sex with women, why don't you just get a prostitute? Bingo. And just maybe pay a little extra to film that. And then on and, the same note is yeah. I get guys who think I'm a pimp. Yeah. They're like, hey, yeah, I want to put together a movie, but before I you know, put together my money and all that crap, I want to test the girls out. Oh, Jesus. That's what I said. And I'm like, listen, here's an escort number. I make films. I make adult film entertainment. Yeah. You want a hooker. Here you go. <laughs> you want a hooker. You <laughs> Fair enough. And a stern warning for any of, of you out there uh, thinking about maybe doing that. Uh, okay. Now, what I did uh, before uh, the podcast is I went online and I researched about like how you'd get in if you wanted to get in. And I just typed in a, a couple of, of keywords. I just put adult film casting Vancouver. I put that in and, and all ads from Craigslist came up. Oh, geez, pardon me. I'm not even going to edit that out. Um, But basically, I printed off four ads that I found. They were all on Craigslist, easy to find if you were so looking. The first ad here just uh, says, actress, the spelling is appalling in these things, by the way. (laughs) He he may have been cranking it while he was typing this, like, "Ah, I'm going to get them. But uh, actresses for webcam solo shows work from your place. Vancouver, Surrey, Langley, Coquitlam. And it says, we set up everything necessary to get you making money immediately. And with our tactics and training, you can be making 1000 per week. Block any part of the world. All we ask is you invest quality time in, into it and be as flirtatious as possible. Work from home in your own hours. No experience necessary. Just be 18 years and older with a passion to make lots of money. Flirtatious, fun, and energetic. Submit photos of face and full body shot, nude, not necessary, your email and phone number, and you can be reached at. And then it just kind of trails off, doesn't say anything. 
Okay, my take on so that. What do you think of that little proposal? All right, any girl who's going to do webcam already knows how to hook it up themselves. Yeah, aren't there like sites where you can just set it up all yourself? Bingo! This is some guy who wants to pimp out some webcam girls. Yeah, and, and do nothing, and do and sit back and do nothing. Oh. And again, he's like, okay, we'll teach you because we did that uh, for a while with one series we had. The last project I was on, we got webcam. We set webcam girls up. Yeah, and I I would put together a Facebook page. A Twitter account and all this stuff for them. Do a lot of graphics and marketing for them. Give them kind of like do their marketing. And you know what? There was no money. No. Because webcam is needle in a haystack. Yeah. You know, like there's so many out there. Right. All right. Well, let's look at this other ad that I found. And this one, this one seemed to me like it was going to be legit. Right. So I'll, I'll read the headline: Easy Cash Fun Gig Female Models 18 Plus Vancouver. Uh, luscious Lux Films, an indie adult film startup, is seeking female talent, and I can see you sighing over there for this summer and fall. Eighteen plus, small budget, one man crew, oral fetish, bracket blowjob and bracket features. Most <laughs> shoots are only two hours, uh, and including the twelve minutes. Uh, cash paid three hundred and fifty to six hundred per. Seeking all shapes and sizes for one time gigs. Repeat work available for the right person. Cha ching. He goes on to write. I'm presuming it's a he. One. Uh, $350 for a concealed identity shoot. Female wears an open mouth fetish hood. Your face is not even seen. Two, $600 regular no mask hood. Uh, shoots may include professional makeup and styling. Multiple locations, Vancouver, hotel rooms, inside large vehicles, and on location outdoor. So basically, we will fuck you anywhere, any fucking time. Just choose whether you want to wear a mask or not. Okay. What do you think of that fucking piece okay, of literature? Where, where do I start? Where? Hey, remember when I was telling you about guys who are like trying to be rich off no budget? How is yeah. he going to recoup 600 bucks? A shoot. I don't know. Like maybe they do a couple of B and E's on the way to the scene. That's probably like yeah. Hold, you know, flat screen. That's where the you mask can't comes carry in. That with one person, you need that's where the mask comes the in. You know, like yeah. somebody to hold the door. Um, Jesus, I'm thinking it's some guy who has like some Radio Shack camcorder, right? Who has you know is using YouTube editing software, yeah, and thinking he's going to make a million dollars tomorrow. Um, or do you think that it's like some weird? way that they think they can kind of get away with prostitution and that yeah well yes um here's a warning to any woman who is going to one of these no things women listen to my podcast okay david if any friends of a woman who's going to anybody who may know a, a woman, woman. <laughs> and even then we're still we're talking to a narrow slice of the audience okay. here i think um if you a speaking from my own perspective yes a um if he does not give you a, if they do not give you a contract to sign um, and read it, and it should, and Google up 2257, which is the legislation that all adult film companies have to follow when it comes to contracts and shooting. Sure. That's with the no alcohol, no drug use. Um, if they do not do that, B, get credit. Google the person. Um, if they do not exist on Google, and if they do not exist, if their company doesn't exist, red flags. Yeah. Um, ask to bring a friend. And the reason being is asked to bring a witness. Yeah. Um, if this just a hotel room and some creepy dude with a, like a Radio Shack camcorders there and no light kit. Yeah. Red flags. Yeah. So if your friend's there, it's a safety net. Sure. You know, like I never like when I, I told people when you come to my set, bring a friend. Sure. As long so as they can shut up and be quiet. The underlying thing. We got two more of these. these All right. Let's have some up. fun. This one's short and sweet. Okay. Uh, it just says, be independent, make 10 to 15 grand a month. And you don't even have to carry drugs up your ass into Mexico. Or, no, it doesn't say that. Uh, it says, get back ASAP for all details. Ladies who have no drama and will, will be at the front of the line. Make money. Make the money that you deserve. Be independent. All types of positions available. Positions, fucks. Oh, jeez. All right. Um, the red flag with that one. Ten to fifteen thousand, right? Yeah, maybe in nineteen ninety. Nineteen ninety, but not at, not today. The money the money scope is far off base. It's you, they say ten thousand, but let's be yeah. realistic. Maybe six thousand. Also, I mean, I want to I want to add that none of these uh, ads seem to be pointing uh, towards men. They all seem to be asking for ladies for whatever reason. But, uh, well, because if they said men, they yeah. would have their inbox would be yeah. like. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I told somebody yeah. I did porn, 
Yeah. The first thing a guy would do is show me his cock and go, can I get a job? Wow. And I'm like, A, put that away. Yeah. And B, no. No. <laughs> okay, so this final one I found, and this Bring was it. under the same heading of all these, but this one actually had an image and uh, one of those fucking things. Oh, they all do, I guess. They have things that if you scan it with your fucking cell phone, it, I don't know what that does exactly. Maybe you get okay. an erection right away or something. I don't know. But uh, this one has a little logo. It says Van City Divas. But then it says underneath that, it says Vancouver Outcall-based agency, which leads me to believe, um, for one reason or another, that this might just be an escort agency. Because it says, we are seeking courteous, outgoing, beautiful women to add to our roster. They call it a roster. Like, you know, they got a fucking pitcher and a hitter or something. Uh, And then it says, uh, must be 19 plus, open-minded, social Available late afternoon, evenings, attractive, all all looks, background, welcome, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, this one just seems to be an outright ad for an escort agency. It so, is. Yeah. Because it has nothing about filming, nothing no. about... And by the way, if you are uh, wanting to be producer and to think, hey, I'm going to call a couple of escorts and have them do porn. No. Escorts wanted to do porn, they would have done porn. Yeah. So when, you, when they show up to your house, they see a, a camera and a little light kit. Yeah. And they're like, what the fuck? And you're like, oh, well, you know, you're, you know, we're going to shoot yeah, porn. That's where you need that fucking like, uh, you know, little pinhole thing in the, in, the, in, yeah. the, in the Van Gogh painting or whatever. And again, without the 2257s, you can't shoot shit. Huh. Um, yeah, that hooker's going to put a stiletto up your ass so far and it's not going to be pleasant. No. <laughs> All right. Well, that about wraps up our podcast here. We, we, we did fucking 44 minutes and mm-hmm. uh, most of my podcasts with like clips and songs and stuff have only been about 30, 35 minutes. So if that's an indication of my interest on this topic, I hope that anybody listening to it uh, has enjoyed and learned something. And uh, hopefully you can still crank it after all these uh, insightful takes from David. So David, thank you for coming on, man. Thanks for having me. And before you go, do you have any shows coming up or do you have any social media that you want to direct people towards? Well, if you want to stalk me, uh, stalk me on Twitter at David DJ Roy. Or um, I'm in Alberta in next month yeah. to see what an NDP Alberta looks like. I'm imagining Hummers flipped over, rich people crying because they're getting taxed. Yeah. Or um, Google me and some strange things might come up. Oh, Jesus. All right. So Google this man. David, thank you for coming on. Okay. Uh, this is going to be a full-length podcast. I've just decided looking at how long it is. And uh, coming up next, you're going to hear from some of the guests that I've already had on the podcast. Basically, when I finished the podcast with them, I went on to ask them some... Uh, somebody's trying to call me on my cell phone. You fuck off. I don't know what that is. Yeah, they fucked off. <laughs> Anyways, um, basically, I asked everybody who came on, you know, guys like uh, Kevin Shell, Mark Woodyard, uh, Cody Shaw. I asked everybody some some thoughts on porn, and I'm going to splice that up together, and hopefully the learning experience will continue. David, thank you again for coming, and no uh, thank you to anybody who's listening to this. Uh, enjoy whatever comes next, or I'll talk to you on another podcast later. Okay, thanks for hanging in there if you're still hanging in here. Uh, the following clips that I've kind of mashed together, and by the way, I just had a fucking fun time listening to these things. Uh, I really like to hear people being honest when they talk to me after I've plied them with liquor. Um, in any event, I've mashed together a bunch of clips. When I did all the previous podcasts, at the end of the podcast, I asked them about uh, everybody who's been on about their their experience with porn and what their thoughts were and blah, 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 blah. And the first clip you're going to hear is the carjackers. And I, I got to be honest with you, they seem like hard rocking dudes, but they were surprisingly bashful when talking about porn, uh, particularly Alan. Uh, who seems like a cutthroat murderer when you meet him in person, but when you ask him about porn, he, he just clams up like a schoolboy. So anyways, here's what the carjackers had to say about porn. I'm joined here by three distinguished captains of industry and musicians. Alan. Hello. And Dan. Ahoy. And Liam from a band called the Carjacker. Fuck yourself, Cole. And we're here to talk about <laughs> pornography. What, when I say the word porno, Alan, what does that what does that inspire? <laughs> that offends me. It offends you? It offends me until it comes. Oh, fucking cell phone is on! It's actually mine. So. <laughs> no, when I say porno, what what is porno what what is porno to you though, Alan? All right. I don't know if I really have Alan's too embarrassed to I say. I don't think it. Alan's ever seen a porno. No. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. What, I don't know what it is. I don't know what sex is. Would you ever? Would you ever film yourself in a porno, Alan? Well, I have to, well first, I have to find out what it is. 
A porno. A porno. Is this what you do? That's what the, that's the, sel- the selfie stick. And <laughs> they have, they have, they make it. They have, have someone's arm, so you can just use some use that arm. You, just, you need HD. You need you need HD in today's internet environment if you're going to film yourself out of porn. But absolutely, but D- Dan. What what is porn to you, my friend? Porn. That's all, thank you. Well, well, let me tell you. (laughs) Someone excited to tell you. Porn is love, man. Porn Porn is love. (laughs) Liam, what's porn to you? Penis and a vagina copulating together. Porn's kind of like, I've been saying to people, though, porn's kind of like. The standard, of, the starting point of porn is like is gotten pretty aggressive. I would say. Oh yeah. Like it's like oh, it's it's not about like it's it's not a step up. It's just like it starts at one place and then it just fucking goes. Right yeah. Off. They just kind of cut the scene and all of a sudden. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you guys ever you look, if you look at porn, I'm not saying that any of you named Alan do or don't. But I'm saying if you're looking at porn and then the bottom underneath the porn that you happen to be maybe or maybe not watching. There's like all those little like pictures and it's like a Vine video. If you scroll over it, it's like it, it, oh, it yeah. kind of plays through. Yeah. Like with so you, but you end up watching one thing and then you end up watching another thing that maybe you didn't sign up for watching, but, but you're still watching it. <laughs> you know what? If, you, if you're just watching it clip by clip, just like a summation of the whole thing through clips, it doesn't count. If you saw some chick get a horse's dick up her ass... Clip by clip, <laughs> you know, not yeah, full. It didn't happen. Yeah, you didn't see anything. No, it didn't happen at all. Oh, it didn't happen so at all. You just, Her ass is still perfectly intact. If you just, <laughs> if, if you just hover over the the clip of the video, then you had didn't actually watch it, right? That's yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we've we've established some morality then, I think. So no matter no matter what you watch, if you just hover over the video but don't actually click it, you haven't technically watched you it. You can jerk off to anything you want. That is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, is, that is freeing, man. You want us to leave, don't you? Yeah. Podcast over. All right, that's what they had to say. I also uh, sat down, if you remember, with Cody Shaw. Now, Cody Shaw is not bashful, but uh, he happened to conjure up a memory from my childhood. Um, he has a habit of bringing things out if you, if, if you ever have the pleasure of sitting down and talking with him. Anyways, he brought up a story that I had about burning something to hide something so I wouldn't get in trouble. Here's that story with uh, myself and Cody Shaw. On that note, actually, a buddy of mine had, like, this big, like, Rubbermaid tub of porn when we were in, I think we were in, like, the later stages of elementary school, and he'd stolen it all off of his dad, which, to steal that, the amount of porn that he had off his dad suggested that his dad had, like, a lot of porn. Anyway, so he had this tub, and his parents were on his case, and he hid it up in, like, the little attic above his closet, and his parents were looking for this porn because they knew that he'd stolen it. He was the only guy in a family of four kids. And so he rushed over to my house with this tub of porn. He's like, you got to hold on to this. <laughs> and then he got caught. And I'm pretty sure, like, this is kind of sad, but I'm pretty sure his dad beat on him a little bit. Oh, God. And anyways, he forced the story out of this kid that he'd given the porn to me. And so his dad called beat my dad. <laughs> his dad called my dad and said something to the effect of, I know he's got the porno. and I want it back. And so I kind of caught wind of this because it, it was a fucking message on the answering machine. I heard this message. Yeah. And I deleted the message. My dad, luckily, was gone a lot. But I panicked and I burnt all the porn in the fireplace. I was like, I got to get rid of this fucking porn right now. Burnt it like Vader in Return of the Jedi yeah, or something. Yeah. Like, put your hood up as like the Demi spirits. does Dallas the VHS tape on top, just melting. But the shitty thing was we lived in a basement suite. And it was this little fireplace, and I could see all the flecks of burning paper going up like the, the yeah. chimney. And so I got freaked out that the ashes would go to my neighbor's house, like just a, like some tits <laughs> yeah. just land in their living room or something. Yeah, man, <laughs> and just burn the shit out of their house. But uh, what ended up happening was I kept the tapes, but his dad had some tapes, and I had to give them back. And that was the fucking most awkward shit ever. But porn never did it for you, Cody. If you know Mark Woodyard and you know what Mark Woodyard does on stage, then you'll know that basically he's just a conductor of sex. Uh, if if there was a fire hose that shot sex onto a crowd of people, uh, Mark Woodyard would likely be the man wielding it. Uh, I sat down and talked with him about porn, and this is what he had to say. Mark Woodyard, what's your, what's your thoughts on pornography? Pornography? Well, pornography... Uh... 
And the vaguer you are, the better it probably is for <laughs> yeah, everybody. For, for Be everybody. very vague, or you're gonna you're gonna identify well, yourself. <laughs> exactly. Like it's, I've been doing in the other fucking it, segments. It, isn't it funny though that it's like billion dollar industry and nobody talks about it because it's yeah. uh, it's so shameful. It's the most shameful thing. Yeah. That everybody. Let's, so many people. No, I shouldn't say everybody. A lot of people participate in. Here's what I'm saying. Here's what I've I've just thought of. If you know, like if you know, not best friends, but if you know about 150 people. The odds are that at any given time, one of them is probably masturbating to porno. Yep. I would, I would fucking bet on that shit. Oh, more than, out of 150? Yeah. Oh, more like, than that. Let's just the take quotient my, of that. My Facebook friend list, like you probably have more than I do because I, I purposely seemingly go out of my way to alienate myself <laughs> from people. But uh, like you just, I got like 180 or whatever. I'll bet you right now, one of them is just cranking it. Just, yeah. It's just sweat glistening and oh, the porn cranked. Definitely. Um, and yeah, I just I just find it hilarious. It's like the thing under the rug. It's it makes more money than the NFL, mm-hmm. and it's hard to. It's hard. All right, well, Mark and I really didn't have a long chat about porn. Um, I got pretty personal and detailed, and he got weirded out and left. But I did find some of his hair on uh, one of the chairs, and I've kept it in a bag. If you'd like to buy that bag of hair, Mark's hair, uh, just contact me through email. Uh, the first episode that I did when I came back in this new generation of podcasts, I talked with my very good friend and bandmate, Trevor Sather. Trevor and I got into a lot of things, and uh, not all of them had to do with porn, but he claimed to not know who Sasha Gray was. So let's uh, hear that little segment. Porn has gone to all these strange places. It's so big now. There's just like, there's there's so much. And it's 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 developed to the point where I think some of it's become a little bit obscene. What, like... Like, uh, like I think some, alien costume porn or, or Cinderella. Shit. Do you uh, think it's gone too far? Shit. Do you think porn's gone too far? Nah, no, no, no. I mean, I don't, I don't <laughs> no, watch. That was a telling. No, no, I don't, I don't watch like the crazy shit. I just, yeah. I don't oh, think. None of I us think it's do, fine Trevor. that it's there. It's none fine. of us watch the crazy. Oh stuff, yeah, no, know? none of us. Either, not, of course, oh, who oh, watches yeah, that no, shit? No, yeah, I don't know. But what I think is that it's become like porn, like the standard for porn has kind of become degrading the women a little bit well i then why are they there if they're if they're well degrading? i don't want to get into the morality of it but i just <laughs> think that sometimes it's just like well you know this is this it's it is supposed to be a fantasy isn't it it's not yeah. supposed to be reality that's the thing i had an argument with somebody once and they're like well that's not what sex really is i'm like hold on a sec porn is not sex porn is not love porn no. is not passion yeah. porn is fantasy it's art yeah well <laughs> well, 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 well. Uh, I, 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 I have a question for you. Oh, well. uh, regarding porn, actually. All um, right. Three times. Do you think porn ruins sex? Uh, not if the not if you can differentiate between the two, and that gets back to what I was saying that porn is fantasy and sex is passion. Preferably, well, not in all cases, but in an ideal scenario, it's love, right? And and sex is mutual, whereas porn is very much a solo experience, uh, usually. Unless I've you... watched porn, not with like with my significant other. I was gonna say with my bros, but porn party. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, hey bro, do you want to hey, hang out and like dude. throw on some browsers or something and yeah, tube just, it up, or uh, I'll just sit on the couch, cross-legged you know, the whole time. Yeah, I drink some beers, get drunk with my boys, and fucking watch, watch some porn. porn. <laughs> yeah, no. But I just think porn's a pretty interesting topic because it's it's all it's everywhere. It's, it's all over kinda, there. I feel it's weird that it's still taboo. That it's still. Yeah. But like, here's the thing: people say I don't like that hard stuff. But if I said, "Do you know who Sasha Gray is?" I don't know who Sasha. Oh Gray. I Jesus! Don't, I actually don't. Well, that's interesting. I know Trevor who, Sather, the one guy who doesn't know who Sasha Gray what's is. What's her name? I know um, uh, Audrey oh, Batoni. Audrey. Yeah. I, well, everybody knows their own little personal. Little... <laughs> yeah. What's that song you have, Ashley Blue? Oh yeah. I tried to find her because I have this list. She's, and I, I was she's like, a filthy find woman. Her. Couldn't find filthy her. woman. But yeah, I, I actually wrote. I should put that on the podcast someday. The I got to record a good version of that. I might be able to do it now on this computer. Nice. All right, that was what everybody uh, who's been on the podcast, except for Kevin Shell, uh, that's what they had to say about porn and the porn industry. Uh, thank you to all those guys for being on the podcast, and thank you for anybody who actually listens to this shit. Uh, 
I'm just going to keep doing it. I don't know why. I don't give a fuck why. It's better than just slowly drinking myself into a sad existence, isn't it? Uh, it absolutely is. And uh, on a personal note, I'm trying to drag this podcast out to an hour exactly. So it's going to keep going until then. Um, but on, a, on another personal note, let me just tell you, I've had a few drinks and haven't been enjoying uh, mixing this shit together and listening to all that shit. But uh, I just want to say to you, uh, if you've got some time right now, if you're alone or if you're somewhere private or in your own home residence, maybe you should just look at some porn. Maybe you should do that and enjoy that and do all of the things that's associated with that bullshit. There's a fucking minute. I'm fucking out, out, out.